Here's a quick recap of what's been going on the past month with Amy. I'm moving. <laughs> Next week. Oh man. Okay. So, hi. Welcome to our podcast. Yes. What's with the neighbors? That's Bree. And that's Amy. Uh, we have a few announcements. You guys need to either follow our YouTube or our socials, um, TikToks. There's going to be a hilarious TikTok coming out. Yeah, we just spent a lot of time making a TikTok. Yeah, it's going to come out even before this comes out. So <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go check it out because it's hilarious. Yes. And uh, join our Patreon. Yeah, join our Patreon. Support us, guys. Yay. And share our pa- share our podcast. That That's is the, biggest the biggest thing. Yep. And also order some shirts because we've got merch. Merch, 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 merch. You don't ooh, have to order ooh, shirts. Ooh, we have ooh. hats and everything else, too, yeah, like on yeah, Zazzle. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, rate us. Yeah. That's the biggest compliment. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. A nice one, please. That would be. Yeah. Someone gave us preferred. like, what was it? Like one? Yeah. One time. That was really rude. Poop head. That was like over a year ago and we still haven't let it go. It's fine. I'm not <laughs> mad about it. We don't care. No. Did we're you want your joke? Yeah, I, want, I do actually. Thank you. Why did the can crusher quit his job? Because a can crusher can't can can. Because it was soda pressing. <laughs> that was a good one. That was cute. <laughs> yeah, I'm bringing corny jokes back. Um, cake or ice cream? Uh, ice cream. Nice. Cake. Oh, is that your only question for me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love ice cream. So we're going to do something that's... Both um, hurt my stomach, by the way. Anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Poor Brie. So I don't know. Um, we've done this a couple times on the podcast, but... We decided that we would like to make it more of a reoccurring situation. We bought the sauce that took internet by storm and just wowed everyone. It wowed everyone. It's been a sensation. It's called the pink sauce. Actually, it's just called pink sauce. The ingredients include dragon fruit puree, canola oil, Coconut cream, water, sugars, distilled white vinegar, garlic, ranch flavor, um, spices, some other stuff that like to make things like not like go bad. So it says from great wholesome ingredients, by the way. It says far from ordinary, from TikTok to table, shock your taste buds with flavor and thrill. Taste Chef Pie's famous sweet and tangy sauce. Made vibrant with dragon fruit and spices. Are you ready to try the pink sauce that becomes an overnight internet sensation? Are you? No. (laughs) (laughs) And literally on the label, it says, as seen on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, snap. So we're going to try it. I Googled what we should try it with. And it said, like, it's supposed to taste like ranch. Yeah. I should have got some potato chips. I've got potato chips. That's okay. okay. So Brie doesn't like carrots or broccoli because she's Raw a child. Broccoli. It's gross. <laughs> it's too it's too dry. Like who wants to eat raw broccoli? It's so dry. I love raw broccoli. Is, that's like I don't mind the taste. It's just so dry. That door's shaking. It's so bad. <laughs> it is so dry. They want in. 
Yeah, right. I, I have cucumbas. Cucumbas. So you're going to try it with cu- cucumbers. Yeah. And I'm going to try it with a broccoli. Oh, it smells so good. Okay, but first off, it looks like... My mouth is watering. Remember right when we first said that this is not a food podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks... It's like a light pink color. It looks like pink ranch. Yeah, it of. does. But, but the specks like a, are like tinier. Yeah. I don't know. It it looks like a like a soft pink, but not like a baby pink. Oh my god, it smells so you good. You know, my like bubblegum. So Can we just freaking dry this? You know bubblegum that you've been chewing for a long Ew, time, like yeah. pink bubblegum? Yeah. That's what it looks that like. Is, that, that is what it looks like. That's the color of it. I don't want to eat it now. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Yep. It tastes like ranch. Oh, it's kind of spicy. Oh, yeah. What on earth is spicy? We've got pepper in it. Mmm. It said pepper? Mm. Also, I'm sorry for chewing in your... But, you know, this is an ASMR moment. Watch. Listen. Mmm. But, I don't know. It says salt and spices. It's just... Spicy spices. Whew, that's spicy is spicy. I'm gonna try it with a carrot. I guess this would be like a Everybody's getting like overload with two people chewing. <laughs> like, oh my god. Mm. It's good. It's good. I'm gonna be honest. Mm-hmm. It smells better than it tastes. I think the spiciness is what's bothering me the most. I do like this. Oh, you know what? What? It would be good on wings. Oh yeah. This would be really good with wings. I'm bothered that it looks like it's supposed to be sweet. Yeah, same. I was expecting it to be sweet. I guess this is like a healthier alternative to ranch because ranch is what? Mayonnaise and... Deliciousness. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a good, healthier version for it. It's good. It is good. I like it. I think it would be a good, fun way to get kids to eat salad. Yeah. Give them spicy ranch. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, um, do you have any more that was fun, announcements or anything? Nope. I'm All good. Right. Uh, do you have a neighborhood story? I do. It's titled, Clearly a Cult. Possible cult activity at Nixon Library. Oh. During the entirety of my library visit, which was about an hour, I watched this man stare at photos of Gary Busey and print them off. I do not know what his agenda is, but I have a feeling... It could be a cult or Illuminati related. Oh my gosh. Good night. <laughs> or maybe he was doing like a school project. On maybe make, doing some research for a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Or that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to do a story on Gary Busey this week. <laughs> and suddenly <laughs> we're being f- reported about. Yeah, exactly. Now the cops are at your door. <laughs> All right. Now this is what everybody's waiting to hear about, Amy. Let's hear about it. I have a confession to make. What? <laughs> My parents left this morning to mm-hmm. go to uh, drive down, right? And our episode doesn't come out until tomorrow. Right. And they're not going to have service. And I was like, well, it's out on Patreon. I was telling my mom our episode. And she's like, no, I don't know how to work Patreon. Even though she is a Patreon donor. Mm -hmm. And so I emailed it to her this morning 
last week's episode. Oh, that's okay. So that she could listen to. <laughs> that's okay. She's like, I need to know. I hope you. I hope you enjoyed it, Candy. <laughs> yeah, because she knew that I was doing this Natalia Gray story. So, <clears throat> so last week I'm gonna. So this week I'm gonna tell you the second part of Natalia Gray. So last week we ended up with uh, Kristen had put. Natalia out on the por- back porch because she wasn't telling her who her who she had stayed with right prior right. and she was crying and the neighbors called and the police came right right and the officer was like yo this kid is not a kid this, this, this she's lying about her age yeah so that's where we started off so if you don't know what we're talking about go to last week's episode 89 called uh ways to die or something like that tips on how to die or something like that and check it out okay so the officer did some digging and found her paperwork from the orphanage from the importation from ukraine to the united states which included her height weight and her hair color and even a photo of her right um and he was like yo she has a hasn't grown an inch what in the last two years that she has been in the united states and if she's six years old even if she was a dwarf like had dwarfism yeah she should have at least grown a little bit right right so uh natalia even admitted to the office oh and she didn't even look like the photo like when you come in they took a photo of you right natalia didn't even recognize the photo the girl in the photo so Natalia even admitted to the officer that she was told what her new birthday was when she was at the orphanage in Ukraine. And she was like, I was told to like, you know, tell you that my new birthday so that it's more appealing to be adopted. Okay. Um, The officer told her, told the family to call an attorney and correct her age. And the Barnett's were like, can't do that. Yeah. But I guess you can. So, and I guess it happens quite often, especially with ages or adoptions from overseas, because sometimes they'll false falsify the birth date to make the child look a little bit right. more appealing. Right. Which uh, is messed up. Like a year or two, you know, like instead of a three-year-old, oh, it's a two-year-old because two-year-olds are more appealing to adopt, I you guess. you more time with them when they're babies. Yeah. So the Burnets, through an att- their attorney, filed a motion to get Natalia's age legally changed. According to the attorney, Natalia, Natalia's primary doctor had solid av- evidence to prove that her age was actually 22 years old. Whoa. Yeah. Holy cow. From her bone structure to all these things that uh, went into this evidence. Like he he was like, yes, she is not six years old. She is definitely 22 years old. Whoa. So Natalia's new birth year of birth was 1989. Oh, my gosh. They have an adult now. Yeah. So they went from like having a kindergartner, first grader. To a full-grown adult. They grow up so fast. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was good. I'm sorry. That was really good. (laughs) Um, She got a new birth certificate, an ID, all the works. Um, Kristen 
takes Natalia to Westfield, Virginia to find her an apartment. They're like, congratulations, you're an adult now. now. You to grow up all of a sudden. Suddenly. <laughs> it's like that movie Big with Tom Hanks in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a trampoline in my house. <laughs> so um, they got her a small apartment on a single floor apartment complex. Her parents gave her furniture and bought her groceries. Oh, my God. Still. So one day, Natalia had just gone grocery shopping with her mom. Kristen stopped in front of the apartments and Natalia got out with her mom. Her mom put the groceries on the curb and like got back in. And there was this lady that was outside and it was one of her neighbors. Her name was Sue. And Sue was like, hey, little girl, do you need help? And Natalia was like, I'm not a little girl. I'm 22 years old. And she was like, "Okay, do you still need help? And so she helped her bring in groceries to inside the apartment. And Natalia's mom, Kristen, was just sitting in the car, just like watching them do this instead of like helping Helping. (laughs) (laughs) or and she didn't even say like, oh, thank you for helping. Nothing. She just sat and watched and then drove off. All of her neighbors noticed that she wouldn't shower for days on end. Um, she would wear the same clothes for weeks at a time. Some speculated that she would only shower or get clothes changed when her dad would come visit. And only her dad would visit. Natalia, uh, Kristen wouldn't visit and the boys wouldn't visit. Just her dad. But she would come out and watch her? or She would like take her... Gr- no, 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 no. Kristen had taken her grocery shopping. Oh. And dropped her off. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So... Mom would never come in and check on her. She never actually went inside. Correct. Some of the neighbors got together and all decided that they needed to contact the Department of Social Services because they're like, this girl is not being taken care of. Like, she stinks. She doesn't shower. Adults, though? Well, yeah. I mean, she has a disability. Okay, right. Adult social services is is a thing. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. So they were worried for her well-being. Because even if she was an adult, like I said, she still needed help and her basic needs still need to be met. Right. Uh, Once Michael and Kristen realized that they were being investigated by the Department of Social Services, her parents were going to war with the county. Michael ended up recording every encounter he would have with Natalia. It was also speculated that Michael and Kristen also only started buying groceries after they started an investigation on her. Um... Dad would do weird things like question where she got donuts from one time, like in the documentary, he's there's a recording and he's like, where'd you get the donuts? And she was like, oh, they were there. And he was like, no, they weren't because they're still within the expiration date. Right. And she was like, oh, someone down the street gave them to me. And he's like, who? Like, who who freaking cares who gave right. her the donuts? She was hungry and they right. gave her donuts. Exactly. Like just grilling her for like no reason. Okay. Michael wiped Natalia's contacts from her phone so she couldn't call anyone, specifically the investigators. Oh. Because he didn't want her contacting them and like saying like, hey, my parents haven't been by in a couple days. And so they just deleted all of her contacts. Another uh, neighbor couple, Melanie and her husband, Tony, when they first met Natalia, they instantly knew that she was older than she looked. Just by the way that she acted, they didn't mind Natalia at first. She was friendly, easy to talk to, but then she started becoming almost possessive over them. Okay. 
um, she would call them and be like, hey, where are you? And they'd be like, we're at our son's game. You know, can we talk to you later? And she'd be like, when are you going to be back? And they'd be like, I don't know. Like, Natalia, yeah. you're not our keeper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she would call them and ask when they would be home. Like I said, she would also just like walk into their apartment Whoa. and help herself to some food. And they were like, hey, <laughs> Hell yeah, please stop. <laughs> and it's like, it's an apartment. It's not, I mean, I mean, I go, I, you and I walk into each other's houses. But, right. But also we're like buds. Yeah. 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 Different situation. And I also wouldn't help myself to food. Unless if no. it was on the counter and it was already cooked. Right. Or like, I, I think it's a matter of like how open you are with this person. Right. Yeah. And they were not on that level with right. her. Right. But maybe she felt like she was on that level with them, but I don't know. I would be like, hey, can you just like not? I don't know. Everyone living around her literally would wonder if I go inside out or if I go outside. Is Natalia going to trap me in a conversation when I try to leave? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, she was truly a pest. <laughs> um, at one point, Natalia had called the police. I'm on sorry. Is this your husband? Oh my gosh, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. He talks so much sometimes. So much. Stop so, it. So much. Uh. Um, at one point, Natalia had even called the police on herself. She stated that she wanted to hurt her neighbors and was going to per- burn the apartments down okay. using her microwave. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What? <laughs> Maybe putting foil in it. I don't know. Fork. <laughs> One of her neighbors asked her why. Like, he's a match, though. Why are we? Why are we just grazing over that? Maybe she didn't I'm have burn your building down with the microwave. Well, maybe she didn't have a match, a, a candle. And there were so many other things to start fires. Not a freaking. You're just gonna go carry a microwave to their apartment. But no, and, no, like, no, no, no. I'm thinking light. that she was gonna burn her apartment down and the apartments around her. <laughs> Makes, I guess it makes more sense. But still, I don't know. I don't know, Brie. Ways to start That's fires. all the information I have about the microwave. <laughs> all right, noted. So one of the neighbors asked her why she didn't live with her parents, and she was like, "Oh, I tried to kill my mom. It's no big deal. Standard." Um, she said, "I tried to stab them, poison them. You know, you know how it is. So I had to live in the garage." And the neighbors were like. That sounds about right. That that checks out. Actually, that huh. everything makes sense now. That you know what? <laughs> Good to know you. <laughs> so never gonna talk to you again. And like they were scared of her. It was really sad. Of course they were. Yeah. So Melanie and Toby, Toby, her neighbors started to get very uncomfortable with Natalia around her boys. She would meet the older boys at the bus, or their older boy at the bus stop. When no one was around, and one time he went over to another neighbor's house when the grandma wasn't there, but her grandboys were, and the grandma caught her leaning up on the boys while they were playing Xbox, and she just, like, kept getting caught in these, like, uncomfortable situations, like, just too close for comfort, you know? Like, intimately? Or, like, just just uncomfortable? Just, like... Like, she'd be, like, leaning on them or, like, getting too close to the boys. And I guess, like, if you already don't like this person, it's uncomfortable. Like, bubble. Yeah, there's a bubble. Yeah. Right. 
So one day, Melanie and Toby heard the door open and their dog, they had like a little chihuahua, was going crazy. And they caught Natalia in the hallway heading towards her son, their son's room. Luckily, they stopped her from anything that could have possibly ended up being bad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So one day, one of the neighbors, Fred, was in the apartment laundry room doing his laundry. And Natalia walked up to him and started saying these like sexual, like making sexual advances towards him, forcing Fred to like leave the laundry room and almost, almost leaving his clothes behind. <laughs> He's like, hold on, let me get grab all my clothes. I need to go. What? You're going to do what to me? Okay. All right. Let Um, me get my clothes real quick. Bye. (laughs) He's like, do I leave my underwear behind? No, 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 no. (laughs) Um, One day, Natalia was playing with a neighbor boy on the grass when they were rolling around up and down the hill. She suddenly reached over to the boy and reached down his pants. Oh, okay. And the dad like ran over and stopped from anything happening. He just penetrated the bubble. (laughs) (laughs) There's no more bubble anymore. (laughs) So that was the beginning of the end of her at this apartment complex because clearly everyone's uncomfortable and, but they never had any, the apartment manager didn't have any solid ground for her to kick her out and break that lease. But after three complaints, they cannot renew the lease. Okay. So. Um, it's fair. Yeah. So once that lease came up, they were able to like say like, no, sorry, sorry, we're not renewing this lease. Um, so it came up. She had to move. So Kristen took Natalia to Lafayette, Indiana, and got her an apartment there. The only catch, though, Brie, was that Kristen, Michael, and the rest of the boys had plans to move to Canada. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, uh, Jacob, their super smart son, was going to go to a university there or some sort of institution. Okay, that makes sense. So, like, to advance his career or whatever he was doing. But this made it so that if she needed her family, they, they were not available. Right, right. Yeah. So the apartment she was put in was on the second floor near a homeless shelter and two blocks from an adult GED center. It was a very sketchy side of town. Um, lots of homeless people. Um, one of the neighbors that was interviewed said, like, I don't even walk around inside my home without a weapon. Jeez. So... That just kind of goes to show of how like sketchy it was. Christine initially took her cell phone, but they ended up getting in trouble with social services for that. So they gave her her phone back, but took all of her contacts out of it so she couldn't contact anyone. Oh, my gosh. Um, The electricity bill also would go a month or so without being paid. So she would go without electricity. Uh, So... Real quick, we're going to go on a little side trail. Okay. Um, years prior to the social workers' home study that was done, where Michael and Kristen did a self evaluation and where they stated that there was no domestic violence inside the home, there was years prior to that there was actually a police report where there was a domestic violence report within the home. Michael had Kristen um, in a headlock. 
and um he like threw her down the stairs pushed her and had her like and she like ended up like crawling to the front door or something and reporting him so that is just like they're they're trying to paint this picture of like this beautiful family and like actually there wasn't it wasn't this perfect family there's more to the story yeah so according to a neighbor michael and Kristen would be seen multiple times outside arguing and screaming and Kristen would often degrade michael be like you're nothing like you're not even a man like things like that so also remember the cow farm that they went to so for one of the boys birthdays they went to like this dairy farm and they went like on a tour for it and Kristen reported that Natalia had pushed her, tried to push her into an electric fence. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. So there were plenty of other witnesses that arrived after the initial incident. Workers arrived and other dwarfism experts had actually debunked what Kristen was saying. They were saying that Natalia was unable to actually pull Kristen to the fence. That's what I thought. I was like, how in the heck? She's got to have some killer arm strength. Yeah. So Michael had in two separate interviews within the years, once uh, one, I think it was like in uh, 2018. um, He says he does not recall what happened at the farm because he was like so far ahead of with the boys. Okay. So he doesn't know what actually happened. And then like the next year he said, uh, he saw Natalia pulling Kristen into the fence. Oh, uh, so now you remember a year later. Yeah. So that's not how that works. Right. Um, in a forensic interview with Natalia in 2019, Natalia stated that she had fallen at the farm and Kristen tried to help her up, but ended up falling as well. Like with her. Yeah. Okay. But then Kristen turned around and like made it this huge thing saying that she like tried to pull her into the electric fence. And but like the workers at the farm were like that fence wasn't even on. Like it wouldn't have mattered because it was off that day. Right. So, uh, okay. So just like a couple side notes, I didn't really know where to put those within the story. So back to this Lafayette apartment, one of her new neighbors got a knock on the door and Natalia asked for a sandwich because she was hungry. And of course the lady made one for her that she had five kids of her own. She was like, what's another kid for with the sandwich? Like no big deal. Natalia also started going to the GED center down the road to get her GED and the neighbor that made her that sandwich one time realized that Natalia left one morning and then never came back. This is in 2014. Michael and Kristen got a call in Canada from the GED center asking if they had seen or heard from Natalia. And of course they're like, no, we're in Canada. Like (laughs) we are showering in maple syrup. They're like, no, we haven't. But then the parents are like, wait, what? Like maybe something bad happened. Like not bad. In the interview, he made it like, oh, no, what if somebody kidnapped her? But I think they were more worried that she had, like, gone off with a social worker and they were, like, making this big, like, investigation about them. That's what I think. But a few days later, the center called and they're like, oh, just kidding. We found her. She's staying with this woman named Cynthia. Um, So they called Cynthia and Cynthia was like, oh, it's all good. She's living with us now. Okay. And they're wow. like. 
no, you can't just live with, like, she's our kid. Yeah. You can't just, like, have her. But no, she's 22. She gets to do yeah, whatever she wants. she's an adult. So adult, uh, adult protective services go out and check on Cynthia and her family. Turns out that the family had, had used Natalia's $500 she gets in food stamps and had her social security checks mailed to her their house. And instead of getting the mail, getting the mail to her parents' house where they would reimburse themselves for the rent and electricity, which they didn't always yeah. pay. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. So her parents are cashing these electricity right. check or social security yeah. checks and claiming, oh, we're reimbursing ourselves for the like a year advance in rent that we paid for her and her electricity. It's like, but you're not always paying the electricity. You're banking off of her. Yeah. And are you also reimbursing yourself for all this like groceries that you paid for her in the past? But she was also getting food stamps. So Cynthia and her husband, they also had Natalia sublease the apartment, which, like I said, her parents paid for in advance. So they were actually making money off of her subleasing the apartment plus her social security checks. Okay. So. We're going to jump a couple years now. In 2019, Michael and Kristen ended up getting a divorce. Um, Michael had moved to La- back to Lafayette, Indiana, and there was an officer there that was doing some investigation on the family because nothing is adding up. Nothing still is not is adding up. Right. So he goes and meets with Michael and he's just talking with him and he's like, all right, be honest with me. How old do you think Natalia actually is? And Michael's like, right here, right in this moment. And the officer's like, yeah. And Michael's like, I think that she's 22 years old. Okay. Which would make her 16 at the time of her being put in that first apartment. Right. So the next day, Kristen and Michael had two charges against them for child neglect. Jeez. Because Michael just literally confessed that he thinks that she was actually 16 years old in this apartment and you so you're neglecting this child right um so michael turned himself in and the next day kristen also turned herself in and michael's story started to change michael started to come out and say that kristen had manipulated the entire family michael said that there were many times where he would come home and natalia had her nose to the wall and one day he came home and Natalia had been sitting on the wall for over eight hours. <gasps> she had peed herself. And Michael said that Kristen yelled at him and said, like, don't do anything like you are going to support your wife and back me up because you haven't been home all day. What? And at 2 a.m., Natalia was still had her nose to the wall and she ended up uh, defecating herself. Oh. Because she didn't leave that wall. Her mom wouldn't let her leave the wall. Oh, my gosh. According but to also, my- you have to clean up after that. So why would you do that to yourself? But if she's like six years old, does she actually have to clean it up? No, I'm saying, why does why would the mom do that? Like, why no, would you but, do that to your child when you know you're going to have to clean up after it? But what I'm saying, if she's six years old, you can say, like, take off your pants and throw them away. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. So I don't know. Oh, that's messed up. Okay. So according to Michael, he said, best case scenario, scenario, when he would come home, Kristen would be in the living room mad and Natalia would be in her room. And he said, worst case scenario, he would come home and find Kristen beating Natalia with her fist. 
Jeez. So Kristen also pushed Natalia down the stairs at okay. one point. Okay. Kristen had made her three cents spank and hurt Nat- <gasps> Natalia as punishment, and she would sit and watch. Oh. And like I said before, Natalia would go to the bathroom in the car, but she would also do it like on the couch, bed, blankets. So Kristen would force Jacob, the one with Asperger's, to pee in her bed to <gasps> retaliate. Oh, my gosh. Is that weird? Yes. And Jacob, in the interview, he was like, that was the most, like, vivid part of this memory that I have. And, like, it was so, like, demeaning, too. And degrading. Degrading. Yeah. Sorry, not demeaning. Both. Like, what the heck? He hated that part. He was like, I hate it. I hate that memory. Before the parent, he was young, so he didn't know any better. He was just doing what his mom told him to. His mom that he sees choking someone or or beating someone. Yeah, right. He doesn't want to get beat. Right. So before the parents were faced, or before the parents were to face their fate in court, even though the couple had already divorced, Kristen would use her body to manipulate Michael into into not testifying against her. So she would like send him these like flirty texts and stuff like that to like try to get him to stop like saying things or don't say this on the stand and stuff like that. Um, He also found out that she had been cheating on him multiple times throughout their marriage. In 2019, Natalia's mother was tracked her original birth mother. Okay. Not original. Her original birth mother? Yeah. Just her birth mother. Just her birth mother. She doesn't have multiple birth mothers. (laughs) In 2019, Natalia's birth mother was tracked down in Ukraine, and she claims that the person in the photo is, in fact, Natalia, and said that she was born in... But she said that, like, at the time, she confirmed that the year... the What was on the birth certificate was actually her date of birth, her original birth certificate. So... And she also said that she put Natalia up for adoption because of her disabilities, because uh, the doctors were like, basically, if you keep this child, you, you she's going to have a miserable life. You're not going to have any money because you're going to be constantly trying to care for her right. and give her the things that she's going to need. You're not going to be able to do that. And she also said, oh, yeah. And this kid is also a sociopath. Right. So in October of 2022... Michael went to court to face his felony charges for child neglect. He ended up being found not guilty because the judge had ordered that Natalia's age not be mentioned during the trial for both parties. And in so they basically were tr- both trying to argue these things, but they couldn't say like, well, she was only six at the time. They couldn't say that. Or right. she was 22 years old and living in a bar. They couldn't say either of those things. Right. So after that, in March of 2023, so this year, Kristen's charges were actually dropped. As of today, Kristen lives in Florida and posted on Facebook on May 28th, defending her treatment towards Natalia. She said, I do feel I was the only one who really saw Natalia as a capable, beautiful human being inside of the package I was presented and what I was going and what she was going through. She was struggling with identity for who knows how many reasons it even made her violent. But I will say that all I did was what I always do. See a capable, beautiful human being person. The saddest thing here is how dwarfism is being portrayed 
The idea that the media will even use people with short stature to try to perpetuate current day ideas that short people are children or need to live in doll houses that are miniature or cannot make their own medical decisions or function in the real world is terrible. I never saw Natalia as any different than anyone. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that? Short people. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got out of that. (laughs) Basically, bullshit, 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 bullshit. (laughs) So in her Facebook post, Kristen goes on to insist that Natalia was an adult and she wanted to treat her as such. She also commented on the man's family, the uh, Cynthia. Okay, yeah. And her husband. She commented on the man's family, Antoine Mans and Cynthia Mans, who emotionally adopted Natalia in 2016. She said, we went to court with medical evidence and presented them from becoming her evidence or her guardian's fighting for her right to make her own oh sorry let me let me back up the man's family cynthia and antoine Mm -hmm. they tried to adopt natalia in 2016 but were denied because she was legally an An adult adult. right so she's in this Kristen went to court saying like she is an adult they can't adopt her right so she said we went to court with medical evidence and prevented them from becoming her guardians, fighting for her right to make her own choices, and we won. That is not abandoned. That is concerned and actively trying to help. They are not her legal parents. Um, She also claims that it was the state who abandoned Natalia, not having adequate services for her. So Michael Barnett is in Indiana right now, He is with his oldest son, Jacob. He has not spoken with his other two sons in over eight years, and he hopes that he'll be able to someday. I believe Michael has also remarried. I'm not positive. I don't remember from the documentary if he had or not. I can't remember. Um, So Natalia had something to say about this documentary that came out. Okay. She was also on Dr. Dr. Phil with her new family. Oh, okay. Um, But Natalia said, the things that Kristen and Michael have said that I have done is a lie. I have never done anything that Kristen and Michael have said that I have done. You can ask anybody in my family now. You can ask Bishop Antoine and Cynthia Manns that just ask them, has she ever done anything? They will tell you who I really am. They're not going to lie and neither am I. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating to hear anything that's being said from Kristen and Michael. And because I already don't know who I am and want to know who I am and what happened to me, but I'm hearing all this stuff that never actually happened from Kristen and Michael. I'm like, it's shocking and it's frustrating because that's not even true. And people are believing what Kristen and Michael are saying without even hearing my side. Y'all have heard from Kristen and Michael and what they have said, but you need to hear both sides in order to know what happened. Yeah. So there, this summer, there is going to be a documentary called The uh, Curious Case. No, I forgot what it's, what it's going to be called. It's like uh, Natalia Grace's side or something like that. Like her side. There's going to be a documentary that comes out and it's her side of the story. On what? Uh, probably on HBO. Or, or on HBO Max, because that's where it came out. But I've also seen other 
or heard other podcasts talk about it on other streaming platforms. So that's where I saw it. So that is the partial story of the curious case of Natalia Grace. So how old is she? I don't know. So here sounds like she was she could have been younger. And whenever they made her move out, she was actually 16, not 22. I don't know. Yeah. So when Michael was interviewed asking how old she is and Michael said how old she is right now. And he said 22 years old. That was years after she had already been in an apartment on on her own. So she would have been 16 at the time when she was living on her own. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yes. So, so that means that means she was actually she actually was younger when she was living with them, like in her right. teens. Yeah. So I think okay, so I have a couple theories. First off, why are the neighbors making all these comments about these like accusations of like her and the boy in the grass and her with Fred in the laundry room? Yeah. So there's and like those nurses at the the psych ward, like there's these things that people are saying that have nothing to do with the story that exactly so i i do believe that maybe she could be not mentally stable right it was psych like like her birth mother said didn't she say she was a psychopath yeah maybe she's schizophrenic she could be but she like cynthia and antoine claim that they haven't had any issues with her whatsoever so i have a couple of theories the fun one that I I like to think because I love just drama and I love crazy out there theories is I think that maybe she could have stolen a child's identity. Oh, that's not actually a terrible, crazy theory because that does happen. Right. She stole the child's identity, went over to the United States claiming that she was this six year old. But then her birth mother confirmed that that was her, though. Could have been any photo. Right. And it could have been any person. Like yeah. she could have been lying. Exactly. So, I mean, really, how are you supposed to know what your kid's going to look like when they're adu- an right. adult? If you've never seen them before. So I I like that one because it's crazy and bananas. But I think that she also could have been, she is, you know, mentally unstable and is... You know, maybe she's on medication now and no, that hasn't been said. Yeah. Maybe Cynthia and Antoine put her on medication. Um, There's also the theory, like to go back to the first theory of like she stole this family's identity. Well, maybe she finally found a family that isn't going to like abuse her. So she is like like a good place to a good place to crash or she's just waiting for the perfect opportunity. Right. I don't know. We'll see. Because she hasn't been with them that long. She's been with them since 2016. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a while. Yeah. Jeez, that's so weird. I know. And it's like, do you like, whose side are you taking? I like, know. Whose story do you believe? I don't believe the either mother? of them. I don't either. I don't, I don't, I, I want to know what happened. If you watch the documentary, you will see, which I really think you should. Michael is the most dramatic human being I have ever ever seen he like when you when he talks about Kristen like beating natalia he like gets on the ground and is like punching the floor oh okay oh too much (laughs) he's so much like i almost turned i was like i can't stand this man i'm going to turn this off because he's so it's he acts he's so much that it seems fake yeah the things that he's saying it's just too much yeah 
What do the sons think about it though? It Jacob, like, yeah. So he was the, the other one that that said it, he peed on him. Peed yeah, on her, right? no, he he thinks that he would. He's scared of her. Okay, he he is legitimately scared of Natalia. He didn't really go into detail. I can't remember if he did of um what he thinks now. If I can remember correctly, I haven't watched the full documentary in over a week. So um, today mostly went off of memory and then like trying to get dates. Right. But um, I, I want to say I think he like wishes her the, the best and wishes her well. And he wants the right answer. He wants the true story of what actually happened to her. Yeah, so, I would too. Yeah, I think you really should watch it. You Is would it really on, like it. it on? Uh, it's on HBO Max. Cool. I have to sign into your HBO. Actually, I have a new email, so maybe I'll just use my new email and get just it. Just sign into my HBO Max. It didn't work here last time very well, but I will get it eventually. Do you have a ghost story for me? I do. That was a great segue. Ew. All right. So since um, Amy's leaving me, I am going to be doing the Whaley House. The what house? Whaley House. Whaley. Yes, it is one that I've had on my list. I, actually, I started it in 2022 of march Whoa. and in here as an unfinished extra and like i started it and i just wasn't feeling it at the moment so i was like yeah i'll just put it in here as an extra i have so many of those in my computer yeah me too um so i'm doing the whaley house it is a pretty popular um well-known paranormal i've story, never heard so it you have oh i have yeah you have you'll know it okay so i'd be surprised so the Whaley House is a beautiful Greek revival style home in San Diego, California, built in the mid 1800s. It was the home of Thomas Whaley and his family. Thomas was the seventh of 10 children born and raised in New York. His father was a successful businessman, um, which Thomas ended up taking over. In 1849, he traveled to San Francisco during the California gold rush, a like built businesses, made some money. Um, and from there he traveled to uh, San Diego in September of 1851 and stayed for two years making money and getting to know the area, um, witnessing a hanging at the local execution yard. Oh, fun. Um, normal stuff, you know. Just typical <laughs> Friday night things. So on that topic, before I get into the actual house and the property itself of the Whaley House was where this execution yard was. Okay. And um, Thomas, along with many of the other townsfolk, because that's what you did on Friday night. Let's go watch a hanging. I love it. <laughs> um, they witnessed the hanging of Yankee Jim or Jim Roberts, who, along with two others, was convicted of stealing a boat. So they're like, <laughs> let's hang him. <laughs> so Wow, we get like, really sick. Okay, but... <laughs> Yeah, we've really softened. <laughs> so drastic. <up> on. <laughs> like, we just heard a story about a mom that was, like, abusing her child and she got off or neglecting her child and abusing her and she's fine. They're like, oh, you sold a boat? Dead. You're just dead. <laughs> Goodbye. <Boops. laughs> we have really <laughs> lightened the reins here, people. Yeah, this is why everybody's committing crime now. Uh, <laughs> what was it? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> You turn the wrong way, dead. You, oh, you, oh, you, you commit to right to jail. You right to jail. That's right what it is. <laughs> yes, I know. I always think of that too. <laughs> right to rope. <laughs> okay, so uh, 
you drive too slow, right to jail. Right to jail. <laughs> drive too fast, right to jail. <laughs> so he, uh, he was also suspected of like other crimes too, including murder, but there was no evidence of it. So I mean, I don't, I don't know. Okay, it sounded like it was kind of a sketchy way to put someone to death. I mean. So, about Jim. Jim was pretty tall. He what was about six Jim? foot four inches tall. Holy cow. He's a big guy. And that must be really big for you. Yeah. Yeah. So That's like he, a Brie, that's over oh, that's over a foot long. That's over a subway foot long taller than that you. That's a foot and four inches taller than me. That's so tall. I told you I dated someone who's six foot five. Oh my gosh. So tall. So weird. You're only Brie, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're only four and a half foot long subs long. What? <laughs> Have you thought about that? You're less than five no, foot. I'm I'm like five foot. I'm five subs long. You're five I'm just subs under five subs. I'm like a little tiny bit cut off. Like so the, you're the, the no nub. no. This is what you are. You're five toasted. But long yeah, so subs long. A little bit, yes. <laughs> How tall I'm, are you? Uh, you know the five dollar foot longs. They're not five dollar foot long anymore. I'm but. gonna start calling you toasted sub. Yes, <laughs> sub. Sick. Sorry, I okay. don't know where. Lo- hey, didn't you see you came up with a nickname for me? That was it. I've been just waiting for the right. Have you op- really? Yeah. No. Yeah. I've no. I've literally have, but I've been just waiting for the right opportunity. For it to come and like, I wanted it to like be natural. Are you for real? I'm that not was, joking. Like, so natural, man. Thank you. I've, you told me that like weeks ago. You're like, oh, I came up with a new nickname for you, and I gotta tell you when, whenever we do the podcast. No, it had to be natural. You haven't told. Me. Oh, sick! I love it. Thank you. I hope it sticks. I also did. Stick. I didn't want it to be like when my kids talking about your height, because <laughs> I didn't want to give her that like yeah. leverage. Well, um... <laughs> <laughs> which is like every time she sees every you time. so it's okay i'm all right with that okay so yeah he was six foot four tall uh six foot four inches tall and he was hanged and so like the gallows at the time i guess there was like two different ways that they've ever like done like hangings and like one way was a short way one way was a tall way okay well this was a time period where like it was shorter time Oh, so um, his, whenever they hung him, his toes like literally dragged the ground. Oh, I don't like that. But not enough to actually support his weight, and his neck didn't break. So he just like hung there and like suffered until oh. like he finally just died. Oh, that's so. really depressing. Yeah. Uh, back to Thomas. Okay, back to him. <laughs> We're just going everywhere today. <laughs> that's left, all right. right. Left, right. All right. Thomas returned to New York to marry his high school sweetheart Anna. Eloise Dulani. Together, they returned to San Diego, start their lives. Whenever they returned to San Diego, Mr. Whaley remembered that terrible scene of the execution yard with um, with uh, Yankee Jim, and he was like, "Hmm, this property has potential. I bet I can get this place for a steal." Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, but be careful if you get it for a steal because you could be hanged for stealing it. That. So on May 6th of 1856, they began construction on their new home. He said that my new house, when completed, will be the most handsomest, most comfortable, and most convenient place in town or within 150 miles of here. Okay. 
The house was the first of its kind, costing more than $10,000 when completed. And that is $333,783.53 today. Thank you. So you're welcome. It's not really that much, but you know. That's so money. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's not like a $500,000 house. Right. It was furnished with mahogany and rosewood furniture. It wow. had Brussels carp, like the, the Brussels in carpets and uh, damask drapes. I don't know what that means. I have sounds no very Sounds very masculine. Sounds very fancy. From 1869 to 1871, the Whaley House became a place for the entire community. The okay. Whaley home was separated into like three sections from what I got from everything. Jeez. Um, one as the home, then a general store, and then like a grain store, which was also a courthouse. And then there was also a theater at one point and other things. It was just multi-purpose house for the community. Right. Okay. okay so Thomas and Anna had three kids, uh, Francis, Thomas, and Anna. Um, then eventually they had had three more children, George, Violet, and Corinne. Thomas had the, the baby Thomas, whenever he was a baby at just 18 months old, he had died of scarlet fever. Which is pretty common then. Yeah. And at one point after that, a fire had run through the home and it like messed up, destroyed the general store and the family temporarily moved out of the home, suffering from personal loss and financial loss. Yeah, I bet. So they moved to San Francisco. They kept the home, obviously, and I believe they rented out the floors in the meantime. So after settling, Thomas was sent to help take over um, Alaska. What? So like Alaska we are was everywhere to today. Thing, um, setting up stores in Sitka, and he was actually elected to be a councilman in 1867. Yeah, Whoa. so 1860s. Yeah, in Sitka. So I thought That's that was cool. a fun little thing to add in there. Yeah. In 1868, an earthquake hit San Francisco, uh, making the Whaley family ready to get out of there and go back to their old home. So portions of the home were still being rented out so the family could like pay off things. And in 1869, the county of San Diego signed a two-year lease to use the front floor commercial space as their courthouse and some of the upstairs for like record keeping and whatnot. Okay. So this brought in like $65 a month, which was a big income for the family. So it was kind of like living comfortably. And that's like $1,400 nowadays. Okay. So... That's pretty good. That's a good yeah, paycheck every that's month. That's a good paycheck. So in July of 1870, the people of the new town, San Diego, because they were like a new part of San Diego coming out and like they were like a new whole section of town and there was a thing between the new town and the old town and they were like rivals and they didn't like each other. Whatever. Adorable. Super cute. Uh, so the new town people voted to move the courthouse over to the new part of the town because they're like, Hey, this is not convenient to us. So, right. um, we need it our way. That's not fair. Um, since they were in a legal binding contract with Mr. Whaley because they had signed a two year lease, this couldn't happen, which pissed people off. So and Mr. Whaley wasn't willing to. Yeah. Well, he wasn't even there at the time either. He was in Alaska. Yeah. Gotcha. So the, or I don't know where, I think he was just out of town. So the sheriff and the other townspeople held Mrs. Whaley and I believe their daughter at gunpoint what? while they ransacked the home and just like took all their stuff back, all their documents, records, furniture, and didn't give uh, Mr. Whaley the rest of their rent and didn't even compensate him for any kind of damage or acknowledge that what they did was wrong. Uh, Super wow. legal, especially since it was coming from a courthouse. Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, come on. Very corrupt laws. <laughs> Stupid laws. Would not happen today. 
1882, daughters Anna and Violet married Anna to her cousin, John. Typical. Typical. And Violet to a George T. Birchtelli. I, I totally butchered that, who was an awful human being. He deserted her just after two weeks. And Violet was so depressed that she was driven to suicide by gunshot in the home. I have something I have to tell you real quick. Okay. What's with the neighbors? Whoa. Sorry, we had to take a short little break pa- and I had to tell Bria a drama story. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so yeah, she was driven to suicide. She ended up um, shooting herself in the chest. Oh my gosh. And it was in like the... That's pretty hard to do. I know. I know. Oh man, yeah. And so, Mister Mister Whaley was there when it happened, and so he like grabbed her and brought her into the into like I think the dining room or the living room or whatever, and held her in his arms until she died. That's so sad. No, his baby. So the family was super depressed with all these bad things happening. So they moved out again, thinking the property was cursed. Probably. In 1909, Francis Whaley bought the home again, one of the sons, and restored it so it could be lived in again. And the family moved back in in 1912. And okay. eventually the family had just like died out and the home was at risk of being torn down until the community wanted to save it. The county took ownership with the help of the Historic Shrine Foundation and restored it to its 1918 status. And in 1916, the home reopened for the public for tours. And eventually it was restored again to what a, like Mr. Whaley's original like envision of what the house should be. Okay. So that's what it is at now. Okay. So deaths. All there's of them. A, I'm going to bring them up because a lot of them have happened. Also, remember the fact that the property was previously the town's local gallows yes. yard. So people have already died on the property. Yep. I did not forget that. Yeah. <laughs> I could. That was definitely embedded in my brain and not in a good way. <laughs> so the Whaley's young son, Thomas, died of scarlet fever here. Right. I told you at 18 months old. Uh, daughter Violet committed suicide here. Anna Whaley, the mother, passed here in the home Francis passed in the home in 1914. Lillian Whaley, or I think it's Corinne Whaley, passed in 1953 in the home. And lastly, um, a very unfortunate story regarding a little neighbor girl named Annabelle Washbourne. The Whaley's used to like give out cookies to neighborhood children. This oh might this might spike it up in your brain. Okay. Um, and as the story goes, the little girl was so excited that cookies were being passed out to everybody that she ran into a clothesline, ruptured her trachea, and she was brought in immediately into their house and died within minutes. Yeah. It was really oh, sad. It's really messed up. That's so sad. <laughs> she was so excited. Baby. I know. Oh, I don't that I don't recall any of okay. that, but Oh, it's so sad. Like, oh no! First, you don't get the cookies, and then that no, no. poor baby. <laughs> um, but I haven't quite. I I don't know how true that one is, but it's everywhere. So why wouldn't it be true then? Because some places say that they haven't been any like records of her or her like death or anything. So I don't know. Interesting. Okay, so. Obviously, paranormal, fun part. Sure. Uh, Haunting started all the way back from when Mr. When the Whaley's actually were living in the home. Wow. So they would hear footsteps throughout the home. 
and it would happen so often that Corinne, the one of the daughters, would document it into her journal. So wow. it's seen in like public records. People have seen missed apparitions and visitors have heard disembodied footsteps, uh, big and little ones, which they think is from a toddler. Okay. Uh, guests and staff sometimes develop a red line like under their neck, <gasps> like whenever they go over like the stairway area. Is it from um, the little girl? Uh, no, they, they believe it's probably from the gallows. Oh, okay. That yeah. makes sense. And also we'll get like shortness of breath in certain areas, but I didn't think about her. So maybe oh, baby. <laughs> uh, things moving on their own, such as rocking chairs and chandeliers. And I'm sure Fine. plenty of other things, uh, disembodied voices, including a baby crying and laughing as oh. well as the piano playing have been heard. And the staff has heard what sounds like a party happening, happening with music and singing. Okay. In the dining room. The also staff, like, I'm sad that you didn't invite me. Yeah, rude. What's going on? <laughs> Um, in the dining room, the staff has heard what sounds like a gathering for like a family meal. Like you can hear silverware clinking and this, okay. you can smell food, like fresh baked bread and pies. Yum. And it also, uh, they've been able to smell tobacco around the home and like a French perfume. Oh. Doors and windows open and close on their own. Lights have turned on and off. Uh, Mr. Whaley and his wife are still known to be like, living here obviously like in the afterlife and known to be like nice hosts i love that um thomas uh, is often seen walking around the home and checking in on visitors and has even been like seen up seen and heard upstairs like laughing mm. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's believed that anna is still busy taking care of her family and home going about doing her normal routine she's been seen folding clothes Oh, what um, an awful I, chore I know, to like, do in afterlife. afterlife. You have to still <laughs> fold laundry. <laughs> uh, she will sometimes guard the upstairs waiting for permission from people to come up. So like, I, I don't know like why you would like not go up. Like you're not, can you can, you can just pass through her. She's just going to like guard the stairs. She's like, like, you may not pass. You shall not pass. What's the password? <laughs> <laughs> You're dead. I'm coming. Um, speaking of folding laundry, shout out to my mom for like doing my laundry the last two weeks. <laughs> it has actually been really nice and I hope it doesn't stop, but I understand if it does because <laughs> I'm a full grown adult. Yeah. And okay. sure has been nice though. She's, but she's awesome. She's like, I don't like dirty laundry sitting around. And I was like, <laughs> Me either. <laughs> I was like, it. I have like a full like stack of laundry that needs to be washed. I'm like, oh no, my laundry. Mom. She's like, I'll do it. Thanks, mom. You're the Thanks, best. Thanks, mom. You're the best. Thanks, mama candy. Okay, go ahead. Um, so also, yeah, she's been seen folding clothes and, uh, also she's obviously still cooking since they can smell food. Oh, one to do. <laughs> Uh, evidently regis Philman came what? to this film at one point and uh he had seen anna appeared right in front of him whoa when he was on tour also after what a, very, a weird person i know regis Philman. yeah like i know he's dead now i forgot that he died he yeah he died like a couple years back no he yeah i'm pretty sure hey siri is regis Philman dead died in july 25th of 2020 Maybe he was there and be like, who wants to be a millionaire? 
And they're like, Aww. I do. I didn't know he died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Been oh, a that's so depressing. Sorry. That's what okay. I do. Um, so another funny story is after a really busy day of tours, um, the staff was like, they were just like so busy that day having people coming in and out, in and out all day. Right. And they were closing up and afterwards they were startled to see that the front door and the upstairs windows had all locked at the same time What? that the last visitor had left. They just all, from what I gather from that is that like they can hear all the locks just lock. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And what they think is that like Mr. and Mrs. Whaley were like, all right, we're fine with having people come into our house, but like this is enough for the day. And we're done. Yeah. (laughs) Go home. (laughs) Leave our home. Uh, We're open nine to five. It's literally (laughs) five (laughs) o'clock. Leave us alone. Goodbye. (laughs) It is 501. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. I I respect that. Uh, Violet, the daughter who killed herself has been seen in the archway of the parlor as well as on the second floor um and a little girl with red hair has been seen outside smelling flowers outside and playing in the playroom in the kitchen and the dining room i'm wondering i'm betting that that's the little girl that died from the the clothesline oh um because they didn't say what she looked like she was probably eating cookies (laughs) oh I hope she got her cookies. I hope she got her cookies. Too. I hope Mrs. Whaley made her cookies. I hope so. <laughs> so as of today, the Whaley house has been deemed one of America's most haunted houses and has been restored really? to what Mr. Whaley had originally envisioned and is open to the public for tours day and night. And you can also go on paranormal investigations. Um, it has been featured on many paranormal shows and investigated by many paranormal groups. And that is the Whaley House in San Diego, California. I love that one. Oh, thank you. That little girl just breaks my heart. I know. What? And the Violet. Yeah. Yeah. That makes and the baby. Sad. The baby. Oh, thanks for that depressing story, Brie. You're welcome. Actually, I liked it. It was really good. Thank you. Um, do you want to hear our neighborhood story? Betcha. All right. So this is from Reddit. My neighbor jumped in front of my car while I was driving down the road to yell at me for going through his trash at night. I told him it was probably a raccoon. He refused to believe it to this day. <laughs> so important. Like, hey. <gasps> go through my trash at night no i didn't and he like sprays the water like the windshield (laughs) fluid like get off my car why why (laughs) like so many other like like obvious reasons as to why your trash could have been ransacked no it was it was it was probably a teenager like definitely the neighbor's kid the neighbor's kid yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, he did it we don't have records not in my good Christian neighborhood. I mean, bears used to get in our trash. Yeah. Like, I, it's I, have, not... I have, I'll just, I don't know if I've ever showed you the video of watching a bear pull our giant trash can. So we would have like bear locks on them and the bears would just like, they, at one point they got pissed at the bear locks and they just pulled our trash can oh into gosh. the woods over a fence. Was this in North Florida. Carolina or Florida? Yeah. All the um, time. It makes me like, no my mom went running okay did i tell you about this she went okay i was on the phone with her literally on the phone and i was like do you want me to pick you up and she's because she was like walking while i was driving home from work and i was like i can pick you up 
like I'm only five minutes away, 10 minutes, like giving her a countdown, right? right? Of like how close I am while we're talking on the phone and like figuring out logistics and stuff. And she's like, no, 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 it's okay. It's no big deal. Like I'll walk home. I drive in, go upstairs and I'm getting myself like a glass of water or something. And I look over and my dad is driving out of the driveway. And I was like, where's he going? So I call him and I'm like, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm picking up your mom. And I was like, I, li- I literally, I literally was right there. I could have picked her up. And and then turns out she saw a moose on Brock. Oh, no. And she was like, obviously scared. Cause yeah. I was like, I was right. I was right there. Mom. Mother. Uh. <laughs> Anyways. Dad saved the day. Husband saved the day. Always. Anyways, we're going to get, yep. uh, we have to finish our TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> we go finish TikTok. Tune in, guys. You, they will. You guys can see it right now. Yep. Go look on TikTok. Yep. It will be TikTok there. At WWT and podcast. Uh, have you checked on the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bringing Amy, Amy out. out. So are you just going to like. So how do you cats for us? Meow. Don't get Don't that. Get that. <laughs>